having pets is nice for about 10 years and then everything else after that fucking sucks (laughs) yeah basically just like people wait that's not true no that that's like 70 years and then (laughs) they suck yeah i mean they get fun after like 20 years right because children (laughs) suck right okay so like we'll we'll give it about like 40 years people are fun and then yeah and then not so much not so much right so uh i did take i did take the cat to the vet and of course i always he's a handsome boy everywhere he is, I he's so go. handsome he's lovely his hair is nicer than any person i've ever met <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's one when, when it's fucking sprinkled all over your place and there's little furball tumbleweeds going through your house don't talk to me yeah no this new apartment has never had pets in it and it's so fucking clean holy shit oh yeah you don't have pets uh, so like yeah it's, it's crazy clean. yeah so it's crazy uh, so I took Cat, and um, the pressure has gone up in his eye. So that was not fun to hear. But I, I, I got to see like the little tool that they use to measure the pressure on his eye, which terrifying. Is I fucking crying. It's not horrifying. It's actually just like a little, this little gun-looking thing, and it's a stick with a little ball, and it bounces off of the eye. Just, just taps it. It doesn't like, it doesn't like beat into the eye. Right? You mean but they, they, they gun your cat's eye? Yeah. To like so, find. <laughs> Uh, uh. okay it's a theragun but just like <laughs> really fucking small like real like yeah. for a mouse okay yeah <laughs> swear to god shut the fuck up so it <laughs> it bounces off of the eye and of course like pressure in the eye like if it's if the pressure's up that means the eye is harder so that it will give a different reading to the ball bouncing off of the eye so they came back and they said it's 20 points higher and they said his other eye has con- gone up a couple of points but mm-hmm. the pressure in the eye can it can fluctuate fluctuate thank you that's what yeah I'm for. i got you I, I was supposed to look at the notes because i got notes the first time they checked it and then i got i think it went from like 17 to 19 which is still a normal range but they're like oh we need to keep an eye on it so uh no pun intended so <laughs> they told me that that it's gone up and i asked how how much longer to do it and they said six weeks was the max that, they, that she would recommend the doctor mm-hmm. she, she would recommend doing the drops for um and she said after that it's either it's working or the eyes has to go it's one or the other so yeah she told me a little bit about it and she said that you know it, it will be a couple two to three days of healing time uh he'll, his face is gonna swell up he's he'll probably cough a little bit he will be probably in pain obviously he'll have his eye removed um there is a small chance that he will go blind in the other eye, but she said that's because of a particular technique. So she said she's obviously going to avoid said technique mm-hmm. for that to happen. So I was like, all right. So then they, well, as they were checking the other eye, which which is when I proceeded to fucking lose it, she checks the other eye, says, yeah, uh, the pressure has gone up just a little bit. And then they take these, like, she has like a fucking giant ass Nikon camera to like Damn. take pictures. Yeah. And then she pulls it up on like her tablet thing, and she as she's like zooming in and like looking at the eyes, she's like the other eye that is not the issue right now. The other eye that um, is quote unquote fine right now. She ha- she said has excessive pockets of pigment and like two pockets of excessive pigment in his eye. And I was like, of course she never okay. she never sh- she never showed me or pointed it out to me because I could have looked at his eye and been like, yeah, that's been there forever, whatever. And she said it could just be excess pockets of pigment, pigment, pigment in excess in pockets, if I'm saying that right. And she said it could just be that, or it could be a malignant, malignant, I can't talk, malignant cancer. What the fuck? 
And I went, that's exactly, I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, this cat can't win right now. So there is a chance, his his eye is probably, his one eye is probably going to go, but there is now a chance that his other eye might go later down the line unless he passes away first. I don't know. So, what um, the fuck? <laughs> this sucks. What are you yeah. Googling? Uh, uh, pigmentary glaucoma in cats. Pigment dispersion syndrome. Maybe that's in people. Regardless. Uh, that's no it's a particular i'll have to uh, pull up the no, that's, email. That's, that's fine i know you're curious your little adhd brain um, oh, absolutely i hear something i don't know about and i'll go oh hey i want to know about that tell me i have an email folder called cat and Aww. this is where i put oh, oh here that's we go so cute um, i got it. i pulled it up before da, 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 da. iris melon iris melanosis a bubble bubble so okay we do not know the best way to treat iris melanosis mr kitty either has a benign condition known as iris melanosis where excessive pigment simply deposits on the iris or a malignant cancerous condition known as iris melanoma uh cannot buy like you can but the biopsy is not a viable option because it can like make the cat go blind and even then like the the biopsy sucks and just can come back negative when it's positive whatever so the recommendation is that i will have to be bringing the cat back into the ophthalmologist every three months to get him checked Oh, damn. Yep. To monitor it, make sure it doesn't... Let's see. Yeah. Fine. Damn, bro. Yep. Well, Mr. Pirate Cat is what I'm preemptively going to call him, um, just in case. It's going to be fine. He'll be fine, and it's but it's going to suck because like, my cat's going to have one eye, and that's terrible. No one wants to do that to their pet, but like, I can't go around calling him the one-eye fucker. That's what you call a penis. I mean, you can, and then when people get really confused that you're gay, it's just going to make it so much better, because then they're going to have to ask you, I'm very confused. Why are you talking about a penis if you're gay? Someone And then it's going to be, no. No, it's my cat. made that fucking joke. I hate you. Are you serious? Yes. I thought I was going to be the first one. I'm so no, disappointed. No. I already it. posted it in the chat, and somebody was like, hoo, hoo, what I, a lesbian's going to be with a little one-eye monster, and I was like, god damn it. That's pretty I, fucking funny, actually. TBH. That's pretty not good. That's very funny. No. You just don't have taste. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I've been told I have shitty taste in jokes. It's fine. <laughs> but, okay, so that's the deal. He's still not in pain. He's Which still is not, good. Okay. Wait, of course, good. The, the caveat is as soon as he starts showing symptoms of pain, the eye has to go. Yes, absolutely. Even, even though the eye pressure has gone up, he is still not in pain. The doctor went over with me several, several times because they. Honestly, they couldn't believe it. I I don't blame them Hmm. that the cat is not in pain. And I was like, no, like this asshole had zoomies the day, the night before and was like tearing up my fucking, speak of the devil, tearing up my my couch. And he was in my face that morning screaming at me for his food. I'm like, yeah, he's he's good. The cat's fine. The cat's fine. Yeah, he's good. He's just, he's crazy. Yes. As cats are. He needs some carpet. He fell down the stairs. Like he, he, didn't fall, he didn't fall down the stairs, but he like he was rolling around on the stairs because there's like <laughs> don't fucking laugh, you asshole. There's like there's the stair turns, and where the stair turns, the stairs are a little bit larger. So he was flopping and rolling around on the stairs, and he just <laughs> slid down to the next stair. So I go check on him, and he's just sitting there, and I'm like, I know what you did. I know you fucking slid down the stairs, idiot. Oh, Ooh. no, I'm equal opportunity. I'll make fun of anybody. Equal right. opportunity. Are you are are you at least the person that will check and make sure you're okay or laugh first, then check? I mean, I'll probably like check as I'm laughing. 
Okay. Because if something strikes me as funny, like, the laugh is coming. There's nothing I can do. Absolutely nothing I can do. It's just going to happen. I mean, that happened today at my workplace because a guy, like, the the... The guy in charge of the, the like, fitness equipment was like, you want to come help me move these 150-pound dumbbell set things with me? And I was like, bro, I don't give a shit. Let's go. And he went, really? And I was like, uh, what the fuck do you mean, really? Like, yeah. And we went over and went to, like, move them. And he was struggling to pick up one side of it. And I was like, are you a bitch? And he was like, no, what do you mean? <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then I just, like, picked it up. What? And, and then moved it. <laughs> and he was like, how the fuck did you do that? And I was like, with my legs? What do you mean? Like, it's it's just 150 pounds. And the guy was like, what? Uh, what? Uh, mm. And then I started laughing because he tried to move it by himself and couldn't. So, yeah. The laughs just come. <laughs> I want to laugh at him, too. He's a, that's a bitch. You can pick up 150 pounds. What the fuck? Yeah. And then he was, like, making fun of me. And I was like, I'm sorry. How old are you? And he goes... 32 and i was like bitch i'm two years younger than you that's why i can pick shit up like all right grandpa yeah what it was a good time bitch yeah i I do shut up they're fine i do want i do want everybody to know that i was eating a popsicle Uh uh-huh and it broke off and and i had to put the whole thing in my mouth and it was too Uh cold to bite on spit it out in the middle (laughs) of that story it was pretty good. I just kept going because I was like, I don't, I don't want to like draw attention to the struggle. I she might like you. spit it on her I was like, bitch. I was like looking at you like, do not fucking say anything. I'm gonna spit this out over the place. I was trying to be nice. I'm feeling benevolent today. You're so sweet. You're so nice to me. You always tell me these stories about how you make fun of people, and all. I no. don't know. You don't make fun of me, and I really am grateful for that. You're so welcome. Somebody was like, "What are you grateful on Thanksgiving?" The fact is, Zoe does not fucking torment me more than she does. That's what I'm grateful for. Every morning I wake up. That was like the the other day we were we were in a, a group chat with some folks and. Um, our, our IT band Blake um, said something about <laughs> about like, yeah, no, my day was pretty good or something, or I have no reason to complain. And I popped off with, yeah, because nobody would listen, even if you did. And Katie was like, what the fuck? That's so mean. <laughs> it was not even that mean. <laughs> so there we are. It's so cold. Uh-huh. Chew. <laughs> I dare you. See okay. what happens. Do okay. what? Chew. Chew the cold thing. Okay. I did. did. Okay, good job. It it hurts. (laughs) It hurts us. Yeah, that was really fucking mean. It wasn't that mean. That was like not even top 10 mean things. Not even. Okay, then what's one of your top 10? Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, Asking someone if they're stupid when they're doing something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that one's one's pretty common. And it just slips out sometimes. Like, somebody's doing something that I'm just like, how the fuck have you lived this long? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say something like that. (laughs) See, like, it's it's one thing of, like, everyone thinks it, right? Like, everyone is like, how, like, this, like, this motherfucker's lived this long. Like, Mm -hmm. how did they graduate college? This asshole can vote. But, like, the Mm -hmm. fact you say it to their fucking face. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to talk shit about somebody and not, like, say it to them. That's not nice. I love it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. If I'm going to sass somebody, it's going to be to them. I, I wish I had that. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I was in the, I was in the, um, I was in the store the other day and I had a, 
a little like 16 pound bag of cat food on my shoulder right and it's yeah. like it's not that big of a deal and i was just yeah. getting the bag of cat food in the can and this old guy's like oh oh no one's using this cart and i just i i don't know why but i just respond i don't want it and i walked I off it, bro <laughs> uh, that's kind but i ain't a bitch <laughs> like if i wanted a cart i would go get one like yeah. i don't know like, i know it's was... really nice but like I no know, i know he was trying to be nice but it's like I don't want it. It's actually yeah. more of an inconvenience for me to, to get the cart. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I hear you. That was that was my mean thing. Rate rate it from zero to ten. How mean is that? Negative four. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. No, the the mean thing would have been if you were like, nah, grandpa, you use that to lean on because you need it to walk and just keep going. That would be the mean thing to say. <laughs> God damn Satan. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is this is what happens when you work in customer service, dude. <laughs> thank, thank God, I don't like. I'd be a completely different fucking person. I worked at GameStop for three months, and that's about all I could stand. Oh yeah, absolutely. And those people people are like maybe a quarter above like average stupidity. So yeah, Only fun slightly. times. Only slightly. <sighs> Great. Yeah. Hell all right. Yeah. We're like fourteen minutes in. You want to give your quick oh, shit. announcement? Oh, yeah. Quick announcement. Uh, I applied and was approved for a management position at the current place that I work. So, woo! Uh, I, I'm I, pretty I excited. Pe- I'm sorry. I know people are hearing just like slapping, the, the primal <laughs> sound of ball slapping in the background, but Ew. that's actually... <laughs> Ew. That's, that's a uh, that's a card Ew. in Cards Against Humanity. Uh, but I, I was actually doing the make it rain hand gesture. Okay. Yeah. Acceptable. Okay. I just wanted everyone to know that. I don't know if that'll make it in through the post-processing, but there you go. Well, thank you uh, for the the ball slapping. Congratulations. <laughs> it's really sweet. Oh, <laughs> that's all I ever wanted. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but good stuff. I'm so, I'm so proud. Congratulations. I'm so happy Thanks. for you. I'm pretty it's excited. So much more money and you deserve it. Hell yeah. I'm still trying to steal employees from the old store that I worked in, though. <laughs> Uh, it's still happening. So if any of you fuckers that listen to this want to come work for me, hit me up. Do it. <laughs> no balls. Do it. Dare you. Otto, I'm looking at you, bitch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to know what else sounds like the primal sound of ball slapping? Your one-eyed cat? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> you He's son not- of a bitch. He's not one-eyed yet. I'm going to fucking cut, drive down there and slap you. You bitch. Too soon. The intrusive thought one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of was like a dick joke. And I was like, how is this relevant to Katie? I'm sorry. That was mean. What is it, Zoe? Huh? What is it? What, oh, what the cat? I'm the one, oh, I'm the one who's supposed huh? to say it. Wait. I don't know. Spooky stories. Yeah, that. <laughs> Oh my God! He's in your chair. What a baby! Hello, he gorgeous boy. Me and he, he got did. in the chair. <laughs> what a sweet boy. He's an asshole. He's not. He's so sweet. cute. You shut up. He's so handsome. He's so cute. He did so good. I guess you're recording standing up. Sucks to be you. He's so fucking cute.
I am. I'm going to record standing up because this asshole cat jumped in my fucking chair and I, he, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself. Would he like freak out and run away if you picked him up? Yeah. So like okay. if I picked him up and put him in my lap, he would just take off running. So you know what? Fair enough. He'll, he'll leave cool. eventually to go get his food. God damn it. <laughs> he's so fucking cute. Holy shit. <laughs> Man, he's big he's... sneaky. Okay. Um. Cool. Hello. What do you want? Heads Hi. Uh, heads. Just don't hit him with a quarter. I'm gonna. <laughs> just don't, hit, don't hit him with a quarter, please. What, what if I flipped it and it just landed on him and it, like into his fur and I lost the quarter forever? I mean, that could happen. His fur is thick and luscious. <laughs> oh shit! Tails like a first. Okay, great. You didn't drop it on him. Good job. I almost did. Almost only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades, and this is neither. This is podcasting. Oh my god. Okay. But before I begin, this is the part of the episode, no. If you want to support this and whatever the there fuck this is, there we go. Uh, please be sure to have, blah, blah, blah. please be sure to head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the investigated tier and the medium tier. And the medium tier is just, it just has everything that the investigator tier has, but better. So basically, go to, yeah. Go, go it's like the, the Supreme and Supreme Plus. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like it's like the plus and the plus plus. Correct. Double no, pluses. It's, it's like it's like Weenie Hut and Weenie Hut Junior. There we go. Oh my that's, god. That's what I wanted to quote. Okay. All right. Weenie Hut ready? Weenie Hut plus. Yes. <sighs> now I can't see my fucking notes standing up here. <laughs> god damn this cat. He's so fucking cute. No. Yes. No. He's he's such a such a babe. Mm. So the <laughs> so the place that I am covering is Antietam national battlefield which fun fact is an hour and 10 minutes from me oh damn that pretty might, close you might want to come here to go here because it, it seems like a pretty decently cool place to go check out oh yeah i love history i know you Give do, me. you fucking nerd i know i know history is so cool though oh gross okay sorry i'm like <laughs> reorganizing shit on my screen all right so this battle was was it was kind of a big deal okay kind of a big yeah. deal uh, I, w- I would say like kind of like one for the textbooks. Uh, the, there was this um, there was this guy called Robert E. Lee, and yeah, he, he had he had some people, right? Yeah, yeah, that did had some like, stuff. Yeah, he did some stuff, right? So yeah, um, he this this battle was when Robert E. Lee. Okay, for those of you who don't know, because I do know we have some overseas listeners. Civil War of the United States. You had Robert E. Lee, who was the the general. He was the guy for the. For the for the for the portion of the United States that was trying to secede away and keep the slaves, right? The Confederate States of America, right? Also, yeah. give me more than uh, four reasons as to why the Southern states wanted to secede. Because um, it's not about slavery. Uh, yes, it is. So Robert E. Lee was part of the Confederates or the Reds, and he was going to try to invade the Union, and he attempted to do that. And this is the battle of that. This is this was that. Okay. And I didn't know this as I was doing research, right? Because I was like, let's like learn what happened up like up until that point. Where I live is like a mm-hmm. whole fucking battleground. Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't know that, like, because like Manassas also has what's called Bull Run. Yes, it does. And that there, that's like those battlefields are still there, like they're preserved. You can go walk yes. around on them. But I didn't know that like Chantilly, Leesburg, all those places, like. The southern troops definitely, like, came through here and fought and walked and trotted, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. I thought that was really fucking cool. 
It's pretty pretty nifty. History is pretty cool. Yes, and like instead of the Battle of Chantilly, it was called Ox Ox Battle, and we have a road here called Ox Road. And I'm like, yeah. mind blown. I just I think crazy. It's, so cool. it's crazy. So I found a quote which I thought was really cool. Uh, I, it was just like we're gonna hear firsthand accounts. So this this soldier, uh, Lieutenant General James Longstreet, and he was a part of the um, Confederates. Yeah. You can't get out of my chair? No, fuck, God damn it. So <laughs> Correct. Ah, so he said, on the forenoon of the 15th, which this battle happened on the 17th, so two, two days prior, the blue uniforms of the Federals, a.k.a. the Union troops, appeared yeah. among the trees that crowned the heights on the eastern bank of the, of the Antietam. The numbers increased, and larger and larger grew the field of blue until it seemed to stretch as far as the eye could see. And from the tops of the mountains down to the edges of the stream gathered the great army of McKellen. Whoops. That's fucking terrifying. That's a lot of boys in blue. Two days prior, you're just seeing this swarm of fucking people, and you're like, I have to fight that. (laughs) Whoops. That's demoralizing. Okay, so... So Lee is, he's the, he's number one. Okay. And then he has like four sub generals under that. And one of the guys is Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. Which Stonewall, cause he was fucking brutal. They, True. so Stonewall and this other guy started to move. And I forget the other guy's name. Walker. There we go. So Stonewall and Walker, they started to move up into Maryland and Lee had tried to actually go up, like, around a little bit of ways. He actually kind of tried to go up through West Virginia, but he was kind of, like, slapped down. So he was like, all right, we're going to go back through Virginia. So he Lee had ordered Stonewall and, who did I say? Walker, Major General Walker, to go up through Virginia, across the Potomac, and go into Maryland, which they did. So they got into Frederick, Maryland. And then at that point, they were ordered to go to Sharpsburg. So Stonewall had made his way to Sharpsburg. And the creek where the battle happened is in Sharpsburg. So, like, the town is called Sharpsburg. Antietam is the name of the creek. For, for, for your reference. There you go. That's for you. So. Thank you. Stonewall converges on Sharpsburg with Major General Walker on Tuesday, September 16th, 1862. So they all finally make it there. General Lee also orders two more army divisions from Major General McLaws and A.P. Hill to also get their asses to Sharps, Sharpsburg because it's going to go down. It's gonna fucking go down. This is this is the fight. So that's that's the Reds. That's the Confederates. So who is our who's our who's our um boys in blue? Uh, I wanted to make a um Super Smash Brothers reference, but it has lost me. It has it has gone from my brain. A challenger approaches. There we go. So <laughs> so the Union Army, which is led by I think it's McKellen. McKellen. Yeah. I would say McKellen. So his army is called the Army of the Potomac, and he pulls up with the 1 and 12th Division Corps, and I said Corps. This is the Corps. Uh, 1 Corps and 12 Corps. They were like 1 one through 12. They, I, I don't know. They had weird names. And they were... <laughs> I don't get it. I need to... Like, understanding like the numbering systems of each of the military divisions is just interesting to me. Oh, for sure. Anyways, so so they were ordered to also to show up at Sharpsburg, and then he also called it in for reinforcements, the 2nd, the 5th, the 6th, and the 9th uh, Corps to also show up. So they all show up. Not not all of them. Some of them arrived the next day, but on the 15th, they're there. Yeah. 
I lied. Was it the... Th- yes. Okay. So they arrive on the 16th. The battle is on the 17th. All right. So the, the, the battle on the 17th is broken up into three days. Okay. Or three phases of okay. the day. It happens in one day. Okay. In the morning, Union Army General Joseph Hooker... LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Hooker... I'm like, I'm like so out of whack because I'm having to fucking stand and do this. This guy. No, I know. Cat. It's you're doing great. Thank you. <sighs> he begins his artillery bombing at like five o'clock in the morning. Sun's up, guns out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Sun's up, guns up. Let's go. Oh, oh my God. So he starts artillery shelling the Confederates that are down below in the town. Okay. Yeah. And they're and they're on, let's see, they're on the left flank, the northern-ish part of the town. And it's what's called the Miller Cornfield. So after the the artillery, Union soldiers then swarmed on foot to push the Confederates back because they were further out from the town. So it was like, if you look at my notes, I have a picture. I will. Actually, I put that there just for you. There's a little, there's a little, there's a little map and you could just battle of Antietam. You Google, like Google a little map. So the the town is like in the center of the map. The cornfields on the north side, aka the left flank, and so they came down from the north, headed south into the cornfield, and they start attacking the Confederates at like five, seven o'clock, six a.m. Yeah, there you go, in the morning. Damn. So they start pushing, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting. Of course, you're just killing people and then running forward as much as you can. So as the Confederates have to back up because they're being pushed. Uh, Stonewall, being the Stonewall that he is, is just like, here's more guns, here's more weapons, get restocked, get in there, kiddos. Apparently, he also got some, like, for some fresh reinforcements as well. So, the Confederates were also able to push back on the Union soldiers. So, then the Union soldiers just got more soldiers. As you do. As you do. And then they just started to push more. And it was was almost like it... um, they didn't gain or lose. They, the Union gained a little bit of ground, but like they definitely didn't get into the town. That didn't yeah. happen. So that had happened in the morning, but it was Stonewall's effort that allowed for the Confederate troops to just hold their ground and not give up because there was also a road called the Sunken Road, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that comes into play, I think, a little bit later. Yes. Okay. So the Sunken Road comes in in the afternoon, a little bit later in the evening, a little bit later in the morning. So. At about 10 o'clock to noon, which is now phase two in the midday, that's when another fresh group of soldiers come in from kind of like the uh, center flank to yeah. come down. And they were going to go through this place, what is called the Sunken Road, or it is now colloquially known as Bloody Lane, where Oof. it was just this road that was obviously a farm road, right? But right. it had... What was so significant about it is that it had a stone wall, which not no pun intended on Stonewall Jackson. There was just actually a stone wall there. The Confederates were using as a hunkering down point and to shoot from. Right. So it was actually a major battle point that the Union wanted to take. So during the fight for Bloody Lane, 5,000 soldiers died. Jesus, that's why it's bloody lane. Cool. Yep. So that's why, because cool. uh, it was it was just throw bodies at it until yeah. they took it. And the Union soldiers did end up taking at least getting up to that point, but they did not really get to progress on any further because of how many casualties they took. Right. Yeah. So that kind of happened about midday, and then in the afternoon, starting at about what does the map say? Starting at about also at ten o'clock, but this one went on for a very long time. Antietam Creek 
goes down on the east side of Sharpsburg, and there is a bridge on the quote-unquote right flank or on the south side of the town. Okay. So that, that, that stone bridge, they actually wanted to, the Union soldiers wanted to cross over and try to take the town on the right flank. Well, there was a division of sharpshooters on the Confederate side from Georgia that Whoops. were holding down the bridge. And Damn. so, again, it became another battle of just throw bodies at it until we take it. So starting at 10 a.m., uh, Union Army from General Major General Ambrose Burnside, he attempted to cross that bridge and get over it and try to claim the bridge and go further into town. So they did actually end up taking the bridge, and then they tried to actually push into the town. But A.P. Hill, and this took, this took six hours. Jesus. Took six hours to take the fucking bridge. So they take the bridge and they start to try to push into the city. So at four o'clock, AP Hill was like, no, I don't think so. And drove the Union soldiers back pretty much almost to the bridge and like in back further. Damn. Yep. And that's it. Like Union soldiers really didn't gain much ground to claim a victory. The Confederates were not like, didn't really lose a whole lot of ground. And it was now nighttime. So, Damn, bro. Yep. So the Confederate soldiers were, were surrounded on three sides. They never lost their center flank, but they didn't gain any ground. So that night, Lee had had a war council with whoever the fuck was left, and they decided that they had lost too many people and fresh people were not coming because they were just too far away. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Right. So he said, we're going to go. We're going to go like we like there's no like the next day, like more more Union troops could show up faster than they could. So in the middle of the night, they actually hoofed it. They left. Uh, They actually ended up leaving a lot of wounded behind because they needed to go. And they ended up crossing back over the Potomac using just a fucking makeshift dinghy. And they just shepherd everybody in equipment across and they beat feet. And a lot of people blame Mc. Mick, what's his face? I can't say his fucking name. The lot of people, bl- McKellen, McKellen, McKellen. They, a lot of people uh, blamed him for not aggressively pursuing Lee because Lee getting away at that moment is what dragged on the Civil War and led to Gettysburg. Correct, because he yeah. was like, "We'll try going back through West Virginia again," and they were yep. more successful on the second go round. So they got away, and do 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 the grand total. Oh, so so estimated. Confederates lost 10,000 soldiers, Ugh. and the Unions lost 12,000 soldiers, and the grand total was 22,717 dead, wounded, or missing in action in one single day. Jesus. Yeah. It was, it's the term, the bloodiest day, the bloodiest day in the entire, like, uh, Civil War or even, like, United States history. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking people dead in a very small spot. Jesus. It was after that, it was kind of considered a victory. Some people say it wasn't a victory because, like, it was really honestly a stalemate um, because Lee also got away. Right. Um, But it was considered a victory because Lee, the point of Lee coming onto Union territory is they wanted to have, they wanted to have won a battle on Union Union territory to kind of, like, peacock that shit. And then Mm -hmm. he ended up fucking it up. So Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, wrote the Emancipation Proclamation after that. Yeah. It was like, that's that's the one for us, boys. And he wrote it. But like, 
Obviously, they didn't really get put into place until after the war was over. But anyways, I have one more quote, and this is really this is really fucked up. So okay. this is from Lieutenant Matthew J. Graham, and he was from he was in the Union Army from New York, and he said. I was lying on my back, supported on my elbows, watching the shells explode overhead and speculating as to how long I could hold my finger, hold up my finger before it would be shot off, for the very air seemed full of bullets. When the order to get up was given, I turned over quickly to look at Colonel Kimball, who had given the order, thinking he had become suddenly insane. Jesus. You want to know how haunted this bitch is? (laughs) I do, but first, do you want to know how Stonewall Jackson died the next year? Because he died in 63. It's something ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. So he was shot by a Confederate soldier accidentally. Uh, Remember, he is a a Confederate himself. Uh, He was shot accidentally um, in the arm, and his arm had to be amputated, and then he died a few days later from pneumonia. So, which is really, really fucking sad, because, like, this man was a, like big service member um from 1846 to 1852 like he taught military tactics at college like he was he was a great military mind and we lost him because uh somebody didn't know how to shoot their gun an accident that's whoops that i always people always get shot an accident i'm like how Yep. How I don't understand, yeah. which but. like I mean, for those makes more sense because they they were smooth bore, so like your bullets, it, it was like fifty fifty if you actually hit anybody or not. But like that was before rifling was put into guns. But at least I think so. I want to say that. Are you talking? Thing. Are you talking about the spiral barrel to make yes. the bullet spin? Okay, yes. yeah, 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 because that like improves accuracy. Um, that's why like dueling pistols was such a fucking stupid way to die. Because how did somebody actually hit you when there's, like, a smooth board and they're just, like, shooting a ball? Like, there's, there's, it can go anywhere. Hit the broadside of a barn. Like, yeah. Anyway. That makes sense now. That yeah. does. Yeah. That's why, like, when people were like, I demand satisfaction from you. Like, nobody really died that often from duels. Just didn't, it, didn't happen. It was like a th- it was like a thrill. It was like you're scared yeah. shitless, but you're probably the chances yeah. were very slim. We look really good in front of the ladies. No, oh my like that God. kind of thing. It's dumb. Anyway, dumb. tell me about all the hauntings. I want to know. I'm gonna tell you all about the hauntings. Okay, so we're coming right out of the gate. Are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me. So Sunken Road, aka Bloody Lane, as we learn, um, where like five thousand soldiers died. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the most haunted place on the land that would make sense it tracks right yeah so the sound of gunfire and the smell of gunpowder is a very common occurrence in this area that fits right so one story is that a visitor saw confederate soldiers walking down the road and he was like oh man look at that reenactors until they fucking disappeared whoops they weren't real sorry whoops whenever you go to this area it there's definitely a sense of like dread looming awful like despair feeling because obviously a bunch of people fucking died and it sucked yeah that'll do it that'll do it so another story is that a group of schoolboys from baltimore they had come to the place to visit and they were at the sunken road and while they were out there they kept hearing singing coming from the fields <laughs> nope and they didn't understand because this was like 
not Christmas time, but they kept hearing something that sounded like Christmas caroling. Um, <laughs> nope. What was this? What was it? Um, deck the halls. Deck the halls is what they said that they kept hearing. They kept hearing something that sounded like the the follow la 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 part. And so finally, they like I guess like talked to the a curator like on the camp uh, on the battlefield because there's like a, it's a national battlefield. And there's some museums there. So when they get to talking to somebody, they go, oh, yeah, it turns out you were near the spot where the Irish Brigade charged in, charged the red. It was Union soldiers of the Irish Brigade charging. And their Gaelic battle cry sounds like the Christmas carol deck the halls. That's kind of terrifying. That's fucking creepy as shit. I'm going to find it. You're going to try and find it? Yeah. Your uh, Gaelic... Gaelic battle cry. That sounds like yeah. a Christmas carol. Yes. Please let me know when you find it. So the stone bridge that we talked about, uh, Ambrose Burnside trying to cross with the sharpshooters. Yes. Did you already find it? No. Okay. That bridge is crazy fucking haunted because those people who died in that like little battle right there, people were just buried in the ground kind of where they fell in our unmarked graves. Okay. So... At night, it is very common to see balls of blue lights moving around, and you can also hear the the sound of like a war drum, cadence of a war drum. Gross. That's really fucking creepy. So there's two houses that were used, because obviously there's like a little town there, right? So one house is the Piper Farm, which is, fun fact, now a bed and breakfast. Wink. Oh, God. Wink. I you guess let's stay go stay in a bed and breakfast. I'd say there. Hell yeah. Get it. Let's go. You just say the word. So they use the Piper Farm. They use the barn as the hospital for the soldiers. And then they use the house for the HQ. That's where like General Lee was like making all of his fucking plans, right? So guests have seen soldiers walking through the hallways of the house. And even apparitions of soldiers lying in the beds and like all, probably also out in the um, farm barn. Farm barn. That's gross. And it's very common to hear um, footsteps of like heavy boots stomping in the house and moans of the wounded. Gross. So there's apparently a woman in white that haunts the place. She supposedly, rumor has it, right? Rumor has it that she fell in love with a soldier there who ended up dying. So... They were gonna they were gonna wed when he like got better, didn't get better, he died. So she was in such distraught that she ended up taking her own life and she is now seen walking through the hallways or just looming in the window. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. That's actually so, really sad. Yeah, that really sucks, bro. Like a goddamn Shakespeare. So <laughs> also, for some odd reason, I I, I I saw this a couple of times on the internet and I'm like this is interesting. In the house, there were three dead soldiers underneath the piano. What? Why? In the park. I don't know. Like, apparently, it's just this really famous thing that there were just three dead soldiers under the piano in the parlor. And they're they're apparently pretty famous. Huh. I have no idea. So there's another house on the property called the Pry House. Now, this is a, it was a large farm brick house. That was HQ for the Blues and was also a field hospital because it was like large enough to do both. Which, fun fact, I found out that uh, McKellen Mm. had gone up into the attic 
and actually found a hatch that allowed him to get out onto the roof. And he put a barrel on the roof and stood on top of the barrel so he could watch the battle progress and could make calls. Oh, interesting. As it it was happening, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. And that hatch to get on the roof is still there. Well, fancy. That's pretty fucking cool. So, there is also a woman that haunts this place, and she made her debut in the 70s. The Pry House had caught on fire, and of course, firefighters show up to put out the fire. It's kind of in the name. They fight fires. And after the second floor had, like, apparently, like, collapsed or, like, had received a significant amount of damage, there was a woman standing in the window as the house was on fire. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Didn't that that happen in one of your stories? It did, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So... The that woman is rumored to be the wife of a Union general. His name was General Richardson, and he was mortally wounded from the battle, and he was brought to the Pry House to recover, but he actually was so wounded, but, like, I guess fucking fighting so hard that he actually was in that house for six months after the battle. Yeah. No! Yeah, and died there six months later. That's a long time to hang on with, like, that, Civil War fucking surgeries. Jesus. Pain for six ah. months. Yeah. So the whole entire time that he was there for the six months recovering, quote unquote, uh, his wife was with him the entire time. Oh, that's so, sad. Yeah. It's speculated that she is the woman that haunts the place because she was there with her husband and he died. Which that's crazy that, like, you go, your husband goes off into war and she's like, I'm coming with you. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe she was, was that, a nurse. Was that commonplace for like women to follow? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, that's what I thought cuz I was like, uh, "No, I didn't I didn't think that women followed." Not typically. Okay. Damn. Mm. So, the the house today is a museum and it's run by a dude by the name of George Wonder Wonderlich and he has some experience. In the house. It's fucking creepy. Uh, the first day he was in the house, he had opened up all the doors on the first floor, which, again, this is a pretty large home. So he had opened up all the first uh, first four doors, and he was taking, like, some junk out of the house to kind of, like, clean it up. And he said that all of the doors slammed shut, starting with the front and making their way around to the back. No, thank you. So he opened them all again. As you do. And they slam shut again. This That's time, just rude. starting from the back and working its way to the front. Oh, so some asshole was just like ran through the front and then out the back and then was like, "Ha! You opened them again. Guess what? That's mean. Get get wrecked. Yeah, that's mean." <laughs> uh, he had a son, a twelve-year-old uh, son, that was on the second floor exploring while he was cleaning up the place, and his kid came down and was like, "Uh, there's a woman." And like this pretty dress upstairs, but she walked through the wall. <laughs> Dad, do people normally walk through the wall? I just asked because there's this pretty lady upstairs. And she walked through the wall. Terrifying. <laughs> yep. So did that and do 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 at the same at the Pry House in the barn. Apparently there was a national park person who was like crashing in the barn because sometimes they, they do that shit because they can. Yes, yeah, you do. As you do. Uh, he said he saw a singular lantern that was walking through the field out in front of him, but it was very particular where that lantern was walking because there used to be an actual, like, 
like walking path there. Oh, and it was interesting. Just a, it was just a singular lantern, no person carrying it. It was just a lantern going down the road. And lastly, the cornfield, which was the very first fight that broke out at like five o'clock in the morning on the north slash west side, uh, excuse me, left side flank. There are all there are like apparitions of soldiers walking through the fields. No thanks. There's like honestly, there's just apparitions of soldiers walking pretty much fucking anywhere on this property. I mean, I can imagine. Oh. <sighs> Cause that's, cause if you have twenty two thousand people that just fucking die, right? How many yeah. were left? How many showed up? How many? How many actual sh- soldiers actually showed up to this? Like, how many soldiers were involved in the Antietam battle? It's a great question. I don't know. I can ask the Google machine. Can you please ask the Google machine? Because yes. I can't reach my keyboard up here. Ah! <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse you, piggy. I'm gonna die. Don't die. Not yet. Was it like eighty thousand? It was a it was a lot of people, I'm sure. Bro, I can ask I can ask Chat GBT that you don't know anything about, which really perplexes me. But why though? Okay, that tells me about the casualties. Uh, one hundred thousand soldiers combined on the first, like on both sides. Nearly 100,000. Holy fuck. Uh, okay, chat, about the same numbers. Chat GBT says that the Union Army had about 87,000 and the Confederate had about 45. Damn. And uh, so I guess a grand total of 132,000. Oh, there's pictures. Oh, there's pictures. Uh, oh, no. What? Uh, I just found a picture from of- the Army Military History Institute of people... Uh, of the battlefield from Drunker, Drunkard Church. Yeah, that's that's also yeah. on the property. Yep. So uh, there's just bodies. Cool. Well, that's not a thing that I anticipated seeing today. Yeah. Just a bunch of dead folks. The Civil War became pretty popular for taking pictures of the yeah. dead people of the battlefield. Yeah. I think that that might actually be where the, the tradition... Because this... Okay. Actually, real quick pause because I'm curious. <laughs> so as a Southerner... Um, something that happened at funerals is someone would take a picture of the person in the casket and keep it. Is that a thing that happens in Northern funerals? Um, at least in your family? I don't think so because we did Catholic burials and I don't Mm -hmm. think Catholic burials called for taking pictures and also like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember that being a specific thing. I've also never been to a funeral before. I've only been to one funeral before and it's been a Southern funeral. Oh, damn. Fun fact. Yeah. Well, huh. I have been to more funerals than I've had birthdays. (laughs) Interesting. I honestly, it's, it's, I, that's the one thing that I'm grateful for that I've like really, and even the funeral I went to was not somebody I was related to or knew that well. So fair enough. I take that back. Oh. Two funerals. One of them was my mother's father. Yeah. But, uh, we were not close to him. So. Interesting. That was, that was just support for my mom. Huh. What? Apparently, post-mortem photography is common. Ew. Yeah. It's a practice in Europe and America. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if that was like a like a Southern thing. Um, but it was... Do you like my music as I read? Yes, I like your um, Thank elevator you. music. Your holding Thank you. music. I appreciate that. Uh, it, started, it started in the 1800s. Yeah. In the 1830s. 
So yeah, interesting, 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 interesting. So that's why I just rolled up on some some dead soldiers. Cool. All right, I need to write an um a a an uh an adam adam minimum amendum. There we go. Got that you. word. <laughs> <laughs> I need to add that to my will because you know that I want to be cremated and put mm-hmm. into a Legend of Zelda ocarina whatever just do the best you can um no dead pictures of me okay cool just don't and if my mom tries just oh i'm perfectly fine punching old people (laughs) i have no no bad feelings and she should know that about me yeah just just people in general should know that i will follow your will to the letter and that includes violence okay i will i will no fear i will let my sister-in-law know so you two are on the same page perfect yeah great absolutely okay cool Okay. All right, that's that's the Battle of Antietam. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So uh, I looked up that that thing, um, that Irish thing, that the Gaelic war cry. Yes, it's Fall Gabalal, is what it sounds ah. like. Um, and it's uh, uh, it means clear the way. Oh um, fuck! Yeah, and it's actually it was popularized from the uh, Civil War folks uh, in mm-hmm. America, right? Um, the Civil War's Western theater specifically, which is a battle zone that we're talking about right now. This is all taking place in the Western theater. No. Um, yeah. Eastern. Western theater would have been out like in Texas. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Louisiana, east of the Mississippi River. So I guess you're right. It's a little little too far north technically. But technically. anyway, it was, it's okay. it was it's okay. popularized um, as a part of Grant and Sherman's Army of Tennessee. So, fun fact, it was uh, Tennesseans who were fighting for the Union. Uh, so, so, there you go. Interesting. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean that I happened. Could... Tennessee was a split state. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people forget because we're, we were, like, a border state. Like, Tennessee as, as a whole was uh, for the Confederacy. But, like, a lot of folks, especially in, like, northern Tennessee, were like, nah, fuck that. That's stupid. So. I could I could see, like, the Bristol... Knoxville area being heavily slave, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. Whoops. There's that. Whoops. <laughs> interesting. Okay, All right, so uh, that's that. Had to be here. Thanks Thank for you. That yep. was very interesting. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Anything for you. Anything for you. You're so sweet. <laughs> so this is the part of the episode where we give shout out to our news Patreon members, and we don't have a new Patreon member. Blake just fixed his um, payment plan thing for his patreon and it and it and it said he's a new patreon member so we're gonna blake a shout out as a new patreon hi blake what a fucking nerd <laughs> what the fuck he didn't even do anything he's giving us money and you're calling him a nerd thank you for your money and your patronage i appreciate it but what a fucking nerd oh my god you're so mean to him like i know i yell at him but you're just blatantly mean to him i mean it's all out of kindness and love. It it keeps his nervous system stimulated. It's fine. <laughs> the fight or flight is constantly engaged. That's what, <laughs> that's what that's you what said. Si- that's what my sister-in-law does said to me one time. She like lightly bullies me. And I was like, why do you do this to me? She's like, I've got to engage your uh, nervous system. So it's kind of used to it. And I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't need to fucking hear that shit. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm going to use that. You should. I'm going to use that somebody- pretty consistently. Yeah, if somebody's abused, just make that joke. Anyways, so so if you would like to support us, that's <laughs> the joke. So if you want to support us uh, in, in other 
<laughs> and other monetary and any other means not monetary if you're listening to us on itunes or apple apple podcast whatever please be sure to drop a rate review if you're listening to us on spotify you can now drop us a rate and review and anywhere else you're listening to us please be sure to do the thing because if you like what we do rate and review and also remember kids if we get a hundred thousand listens sorry excuse me uh yeah a hundred thousand listens yeah, i will get right. the tattoo of the ghost that says spooky stories it's true I'll probably get it on my ankle or something. Share it with all of your friends so I can force Katie to go to a tattoo appointment with me. Where are we at? I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. Hang on. I got yeah. Since, 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 since <laughs> an app for that. Bro, I got a new phone and mine won't like do the thing. Won't log so, in? No. Oh. Which is fucking just... annoying. Fuck. Also, y'all are slacking. The Mount Everest <laughs> podcast doesn't have a lot. Well, we have a lot more followers here lately. We're at 44,000. Oh fuck yeah! I need to just—I just need to get like one, I need to—I need to take the TikTok, the Tiki Talkies, the Tiki Talkie. TikTok. I was at I was at Korean barbecue with Chris the other day. Ooh, barbecue! And, um, ate way too much fucking food, so I was like jamming out to a song, and Chris was like, "You're so cute," and I was like, "I'm not fucking cute. I'm destroyer of worlds. I'm not cute." Sure, you are, sweetie. You tell yourself I that. Swear to God, you tell yourself in the mirror for affirmations. You do it. I hate all of you. <laughs> you give me the tea. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you all about this place, which yeah. has a lot of Spanish names. So I do apologize to any native uh, Spanish speakers. Um, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of it, so just be prepared. Ah, that's what they come here for. Yeah, absolutely. The butchering of their native languages. <laughs> that's exactly why those people fucking listen for sure. <laughs> That's the one. That's the reason. <laughs> Listen, we try. We do. We, we do. Really do. We try. It is what it is. Okay, so this place is called uh, Castillo de San Marcos. It's wow. in St. Augustine, Floridia. So this place is obviously a Spanish name, and it is Spanish for St. Mark's Castle. It's the oldest masonry fort in the continental U.S. What does that mean? Uh, it means it's the oldest fort made out of stone in the u.s that is landlocked not including hawaii or alaska because those are the ah. non-continental united states right yeah so like so oh okay so it's the oldest stone fort yes that's wild tell me isn't more. that cool it's pretty yeah. it's pretty fancy it's pretty it's pretty neat those stone forts if you've never been to a sto- like an old storm stole the storm old fault see i just you know what just take me out fucking sniper rifle uh an old stone fort definitely go it's cool it's the vibes the vibes are vibing you know what i mean it's pretty rocky shut the fuck up never shut up (laughs) i hate you (laughs) so this place was designed by the spanish engineer iginago daza that's with my good old southern accent you're welcome that's like uh-huh. That's like old Spanish. That's not even yeah. like today's Spanish. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this bitch was built in 1672. So yeah, old Spanish. That's an ah. old bitch right there. For sure. So the construction began, as I said, in 1672. That is before the founding of the United States of America, which was 1776. So. Correct. More than 100 years prior. That's kind of wild. Damn. So, 107 years after the city's founding by the Spanish admirable, admirable, admiral, 
Thank you. I don't know why I kept trying to say admirable. It's not you know not what? the word. You're you're admirable. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's so sweet. I'm also really fucking tired, so everybody just bear with me. <laughs> admirable. God damn it. Admirable. Admiral? Yeah. And conquistador. <laughs> uh, I can say that word. <laughs> Pedro Menendez de Alves when Florida was part of the Spanish Empire. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Okay. The forced construction was ordered by Governor Francisco de la Guerra after a raid by an English privateer, Robert Solares. See, I can say that because it's, uh, it's a white name and I'm white. In 1668. Solares? Yeah. That's with a Z. That ain't not. No, no, no. It's an S. Oh. Solares. Uh. That's fine. Anyway. I'm I'm sorry, it was just, a white I'm, dude. I mean, but I'm sorry. I'm being it's fine. Guy. It's fine. It was a white dude. Uh, the, <laughs> in 1668, they destroyed much of St. Augustine and damaged the existing wooden fort. So well, that, that's bad. That was, your first, that was your first problem. It was made of wood. Correct. They fixed that problem by building this bitch. So work proceeded under the administration of Guerra's successor, Manuel de Candoya. Manuel de Nuts. Yeah, in 1671, <laughs> <laughs> and the first stones were laid in 1672. Uh-huh. The construction of the core of the fortress was completed in 1695, although it would undergo many alterations and renovations over the centuries, because, you know, stuff gets broken down, and you just add on to it if you're like, oh, hey, we, this would serve us a little better, and you just add on, it's fine. Yeah, you just keep trying again. Exactly. So the Castillo is a masonry star fort made of a stone called... I meant to look this up. Ha 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 ha. One moment. Never, never mind. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't. Do not. <laughs> this is not how I was going to say this word. Kakina. It starts with a C for fun yeah. reference. Kakina. Yeah. Right. Like the fucking K sound. Not the C sound. Anyway. Uh, Spanish for small shells. So this small shell stone is what they used. Kakina. Wild which consisted of ancient shells that have bonded together to form a sedimentary rock similar to limestone. That's pretty cool. Right? Isn't that fancy? Wow. That's, Kikina. That's, that's pretty neat. I'm never going to forget that word. Kikina. You are. Shut up. Native Americans <laughs> from Spain's nearby missions did most of the labor, with additional skilled workers brought in from Havana, Cuba. The Kikina was... Oh, my goodness. Havana so, Hunana? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. I, I was doing a little jig. No one You saw definitely that. were. No, I saw that with my own Damn eyeballs. <laughs> my own eyeballs. Uh, uh. <laughs> Whatever. Just keep going. Keep going. Okay. The Kikina was quarried from the King's Quarry on Anastasia Island, in which is today Anastasia State Park across Menanza's Bay from Castillo and ferried across the to the construction site. Yes. It's like, it's like, Anastasia, like the same, like a like a Spanish version of Anastasia, probably. I mean, that's my assumption. Okay, I don't know, but it sounds prettier and like more fancy than Anastasia to me. Take that back. No, Anastasia is such a pretty name. No, how dare Anas- you? Anastasia is a g- beautiful name. How dare you? I mean, you? yeah, but Anastasia is much prettier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I do, and that's okay. Uh- Okay. Well, you can have the wrong opinion. It's fine. Uh-uh. No. This is the United States of my opinion is the only one that matters. There. <laughs> John, 
keep going. Oh, did I spit? Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Bro, I wouldn't I even have noticed. I it's got fine. a little piddle. It's fine. It's just. It's fine. It's, uh, it's it, your passion. It took one for, it took one. <laughs> Gross. A little piddle. Oh, it's fine. That's so funny. Okay. So construction on this bad boy lasted 300 and, or excuse me, 23 years. And it was built 350 years ago. So that's kind of cool. Wait, say that again? What? The Castillo was start like it started construction in 1672, which was 350 years ago. Right. And it was completed 23 years after that in 1695. Okay, I got it. So 350 years. That's crazy. A long time for that bitch to still be there. That, that happens. I mean, yeah, it sure does. It's just wild. Yes. I found out. Okay, you just trigger something in my brain. Tell me. Savannah, Savannah asked me to tell you about this. Ooh. Um, she was like, talk about it on your podcast. So since you're talking <laughs> about old things, you know that song about the Appala- Appalachian Mountains? It's like, holy shit, a fucking piece of fuzz. I saw that. Fell- I thought I it was that. a ghost. I was like, <laughs> I'm about to whip these fucking headphones off. That scared the shit out of me. And I was like, wow, look at that cat tumbleweed that's in the air. It's no. airborne. <laughs> <laughs> And how it gets up that high, I don't fucking know. Okay. Anyways, you know that song where it's like the like mountains older than the trees and the mountains are older than there's a there's a song about the Appalachians and it specifically says like the mountains are older than the trees. Like older than the trees, older than the valleys. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Did you find did you find it now? Yeah. Yep. Are you lying to are you lying to me? Yep, it's a John Denver song called yes. Country Road. Yes, take me home. Yeah. Did you know the he he wasn't lying when like the Appalach the Appalachian mountain range is older than trees. Yeah, makes sense. I'm following. How how like a mountain range is older than trees? Yeah, I mean that that makes sense because the the trees are not that tall comparatively. What? Yeah. Because no. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. What's the average <laughs> lifespan of a tree? A hundred years. Let's find out. Not average life expectancy. That's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> of a tree. Okay. 50 to 80 years. Oh, I was way off. All right. Oh, no, that's for an apple tree. Excuse me. Uh, Well, fuck, what kind of trees are... Oak trees. Con- Let's look at oak trees. Yeah, okay. I was going to say a coniferous... Oak tree. A hundred to 300 years. Okay. So how old do you think the fucking mountain range is, dog? I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. The existence of trees. <laughs> the mountain range is like 52 billion years old. Like it's something ridiculous. The mountain range existed before trees. Like are you not understanding what I'm saying? Like no, the mountain range has not outlived every single tree that's been on it. It's existed before trees evolutionarily existed <laughs> i'm broker i'm i broke so- thank god the cat jumped down <laughs> fucker go eat your food what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck you understand now yeah i'm a little upset yeah it's old like literally older than the existence of trees what the fuck How old that is the Appalachian region is more than a, okay, excuse me, a billion years old. It's one of the oldest things on the planet. It's older than uh, trees. Yep. Trees trees were not around in, uh, a billion years ago. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, trees didn't show up till 360 million years ago. Yep. 
That's 740 million years between. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> so when it, uh, John Denver says literally older than the trees. I just literally... assumed that he meant like older than any tree alive. No. I'm a little no. upset. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Savannah wanted me to tell you that. This is a definition of an existential crisis, and I would like you to know that. <laughs> what the fuck? So uh, the oldest thing on Earth is a seven billion seven billion year old stardust that was found in Australia from meteorites. There you go. Also, the Jack Hills of Zycron. Beep 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 beep. Where'd it go? Jack Hills of Zycron, and they get crystals from those from those hills. It's the oldest thing on Earth. Dated back uh, 4.3 billion years ago. Just just 165 million years after the Earth formed. Interesting. Am I, blo- am I blowing your mind right now? Yeah. Did we, just, did, did we just derail this whole fucking episode? Yeah. Huh. Oh, my God. Huh. Well, turns out uh, I'm from one of the coolest places on Earth, and the rest of you can suck my dick. <laughs> so there. <laughs> What the fuck? So there. Oh my god. My home is older than your fucking trees, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna make somebody cry tomorrow. I'm gonna tell them that. And I'm gonna make them cry. I'm very do excited. This, do do the same thing that they're like, no no, I like get out like like let them think that it's older than like trees can exist. Be like, no 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 no. Four trees existed, bitch. That's crazy. I didn't mean to like I thought it was gonna like ruffle your feathers, not Juffle your jimmies, you know what I mean? No, definitely rustled my jimmies. Wow. That's the. Co- I'm going to deep dive into fucking geology tonight. Sleep is a <laughs> thing of my dreams. Go to fucking bed. I finish refuse. The- we need to finish the episode. So oh, yeah, I sorry. Go to bed. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I got distracted. Oh, wow. That's insane. Okay, cool. I'll, cool, to, cool, I'll cool, have to cool. tell Savannah you broke her. Yeah, please. That was, that was great. Savannah, if you have any other um, things, gimme. She wow. doesn't. She, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'll let her know. Well, that hurts my feelings, but that's I, okay. I know that's okay. That's fine. She she tried. She also has ADHD. So <laughs> it, it's I get you. I get you. Okay. Well, let's uh, continue talking about this this fort, uh, Castillo de San Marcos. Okay. So the fort has four bastions because, like I said, it was it's built in, like a star shape, so that's four corners. Weird star, right? So, I don't have a picture in my notes. Fucking Google it. Uh, (laughs) So, there. (laughs) The hostility. Jesus fucking Christ. You did this to me. You made me this way. Now, all I I can think about is how old the fucking Appalachian Mountain Range is, dog. That's it. That's all. I'm just going to be reading these like a fucking laundry list. Like, uh, it's fine. I know. We got to get this done so you can get to your fucking deep rabbit hole bullshit. I'm so upset. Okay. So a, a star is four points, but five points, but whatever. Uh, this one has a four points, okay? Because I guess diamond shaped star, whatever the fuck, I don't care. So <laughs> San Pedro, San Augustine, yes, ninja star. Yeah, there you go, a ninja that's, star. That's cool. That's what it looks like. It will. It yeah. literally looks like a fucking ninja star. <laughs> they probably got the idea from these folks. Uh, San Carlos and San Pablo. With a ravelin protecting the sally port, on the two landward sides, a large glacus, I don't know what the fuck that is, glacus, was constructed, which would force any attackers to advance upward toward the fort's cannon and allow the cannon shot to proceed down slope for greater efficiency in hitting multiple targets. 
That's really fucked up. <laughs> but genius. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Big brain. Also, the artificial mound of the Glacus in front of the walls helped to protect them from direct cannon fire. Uh, so anybody attempting to breach them in a siege, it is just uh, too bad. Too bad, um, so sad. Yeah, too bad. Cry about it. Immediately surrounding the fort was a moat, which would also, like, it was usually kept dry, but could be flooded with seawater uh, to the depth of about 30 centimeters in case of attack by land. Oh, nice. Of about one foot. Excuse me. One foot, not 30 centimeters. What? Is that the same? Probably. It's fine. Math. I got it. Thanks. I'm on it. The other way. The other way. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Yes. It's, I mean, it would be the same either way. It's the same. 30.48 okay, 30. is one foot. Cool. Today I learned. So, you know how I mentioned that some of the people who built the fort were um, not Hispanic or Spanish? Yes, we established there's one white guy. Correct. Well, no, one white guy invaded. Oh, yeah. whoops. <laughs> yeah, I, like white guys do. Um, yeah. No, so <laughs> this fort was also built um, in part by African slaves owned by the Spanish but the fort later served, which this is actually kind of cool, as w the one of the first entry points for fugitive slaves from British North America into Spanish Florida. So because Spanish Florida was like, ah, fuck the, the British. Uh, if you were a slave in the British colonies, you are no more. So they freed anybody that came in from British North America. But like, but like... But, like, it was a reverse Uno because eventually we got Florida and then there was a bunch of black people in Florida. True. But all of those people were, like, second and third generation, like, out of slavery. So we couldn't exactly be like, haha, you're slaves now. Ah, uh, okay. So, right. Yeah. So these fugitive slaves were actually, like, once I said, freed by the Spanish. And this led to one of the first free black settlements in the future United States. It was named Fort Mose, and the Spanish actually just gave it to them and was like, here you go. Here's a place for you to be. Have fun. Is it still there? Yes. Does Fort Mose still exist? I think so. That would make me happy. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah, it's a historic state park. It's Yay. a 40-acre waterfront historic site. So it's just a historic site. They're not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, historic site of a free slave settlement preserving history and natural beauty. Oh, it's free to get into. That's pretty cool. Fancy. I want to go. Oh, this is cute. So they have uh, a monthly militia muster the first Saturday of every month. That's pretty cool. What does that For mean? Like, uh, so it's like um, Civil War era musket firing. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's pretty fancy. Just uh, stand in front of the barrel. That's the safest place you can be. <laughs> the lack of rifling. Is that what that's called? <laughs> rifling? Yeah. 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 Little like circles, little spiral pattern inside of a rifle barrel is called rifling. Hey, Google checking me? How fucking dare you? Yep, you're right. I know yep. I'm right. I, okay. All right. Anyways, I'm always right. The, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, right. Older than huh? the trees there, sweetie. Uh, the arrangement of spiral. I mean, I was right. Up. Fuck you. So the arrangement. <laughs> The arrangement of spiral grooves on the inside of a rifle barrel. Yeah, it's called rifling. He could clearly see the rifling of the boar. Crazy. It's weird how it also evolved like the gun is now called a rifle because it's been rifled. I don't know. Don't look at me. I I'm, don't know that far ahead. I'm looking at you. Don't. So Britain gained <laughs> control of Florida. 
1763 with the Treaty of Paris, and St. Augustine was the capital of British East Florida, because, of course, they called it British East Florida. Uh, The fort was renamed Fort St. Mark instead of the other Spanish name, because, of course... Uh, and then it was, it was renamed that until the Peace of Paris in 1783 when Florida was transferred back to Spain and the fort's original name was reinstated. In 1819, Spain signed the Adam On- Adams-Onis Treaty, which ceded Florida to the U.S. in 1821. Uh, consequentially, the fort, the fort was designated a United States Army base and renamed Fort Marion in ar- honor of American Revolutionary War hero Francis Marion, because of course it was. That was a whole bunch of words. Oh, so many fucking words. <laughs> the fort was declared a national monument in 1924, and after 251 years of continuous military possession, was deactivated in 1933. So that's kind of okay. cool. That lasted a long time. Yes, it was an active Jesus. fort for a really long time. Jesus. So it was given over to the United States National Park Service. And then in 1942, the original name, Castillo de San Marcos, was reinstated by an act of Congress. So that's cool. It's pretty fancy. So this place was attacked several times and twice besieged in history. First by English colonial forces led by Carolina Colony Governor James Moore in 1702. Because, you know... Why not? Just take more stuff for yourself. That's just what you take do. It. Just right. take it's, it. It's fine. The, the caucasity. Just take it. Caucasity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I wasn't even that. looking. That's pretty good. I was literally not looking at you. And I was like, why did she stop talking? <laughs> and wow. I see you baseball. The caucasity. You've literally never heard of that? I don't think so. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> the caucasity. Wow. Interesting, interesting, interesting. (laughs) Okay. The second time, by English Georgia colonial, Governor James Organthorpe. Oglethorpe. Excuse me. Oglethorpe. Oh, it got worse. What a fucking name. Jesus. What a fucking name. (laughs) In 1740, but was never taken by force. However, possession of the fort has changed five times, all peaceful, among the four different governments. Like I said earlier, Spain had it from 1695 to 1763, and then they also had it in 1783 to 1821. The Kingdom of Great Britain had it from 1763 to 1783, 20 mm-hmm. years, and the U.S. had it from 1821 till now, except when it was under control of the Confederate States of America in 1861 to 1865. Okay, there's five. Yeah. Okay. There's the ones. So in January... Yeah. Of 1861, Florida ceded, seceded, seceded, because we're going to talk about the Civil War, crazy, from the United States in the opening months of the American Civil War. Union troops had withdrawn from the fort, leaving only one man as a caretaker. Just one guy. Because that's that's the way you do it, right? (laughs) So then on January 7th of 1861, three days before Florida seceded, 125 militiamen marched on the fort by the order of Governor Madison S. Perry, the Union soldier, one guy caretaker, manning the fort, refused to surrender it unless given a receipt from the Confederacy because he was like, nah, bitch, not without the receipts, gimme. <laughs> what? <laughs> receipts of what? Of them taking it over. <laughs> he needed 
proof that like they were taking over. Yes. Like, bitch, there's 180, 20 of them. Like, what the fuck more do you need? He needed to take it to the union so he could be like, look, I didn't just abandon it. They took it from me. Okay, well, you know, actually, <laughs> actually, he's not wrong. That's so funny. Oh, God. So he was given the receipt. <laughs> in the oh, my, they did. They fucking did. <laughs> they were like, here you go, buddy. So he took the I'm, receipt and then he left. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't just fucking kill him. No, man. Because General Robert E. Lee was there and he was like, buddy, if we don't have to kill you, we're not gonna. So he gave him the receipt and was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Robert E. Lee was there? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he took command of the coastal defenses of South Carolina, Georgia, and East Florida, which was this place, and ordered right. most of the artillery in the fort to be sent to other, like, strategic locations because they didn't expect the Union to come around with the, the fucking Navy, so <laughs> which they didn't, so. <laughs> huh. That's so funny. Oh, so this only left five cannons in the water battery to defend Fort Marion, which is what it was called at the time. So the St. Augustine Blues, which was a militia unit formed in St. Augustine, were enrolled in the Confederate Army at Fort Marion on August 5th, 1861. They were assigned to the recently organized 3rd Florida Infantry as Company B. More than a dozen former members of the St. Augustine Blues are actually buried in a row at the city's uh, cemetery. Mm -hmm. And men from the unit were most likely part of the forces originally occupying the fort in on January 7th, 1861. So that's kind of cool. That's neat. That's kind of fun. So the fort, along with the rest of the city of St. Augustine, was reoccupied by Union troops after acting mayor Cristobal. What a name. Bravo. What a fucking name. Cristobal Bravo. What a name. What a, what name. a name. Bravo. <laughs> what a name. Cristobal. See what I did there? So he officially surrendered the city to the Union Navy fleet commander. Hey. Yes. Hey. Yes. I need you to, I need you to acknowledge my joke. It was such a good joke. I hate you. You did so good. <laughs> You're so mean to me. <laughs> here here it was earlier you telling me I was never mean to you. This is gentle. <laughs> this is the extent of your meanness to me. I think also, that's true. did you did you even hear my joke? I did. Bravo. Okay. I always I'm hear your jokes. I know. And sometimes you don't acknowledge them and it gives me such a fucking <laughs> complex because I'm like, I'm not funny. She didn't laugh. I'm just going to go off myself right now. <laughs> no, you're really funny. Sometimes my brain's like, no, if I don't say the thing, if I don't keep it in the forefront of my mind, I'll forget it. Oh, okay. All mm -hmm. right. So ADHD's no. kicking in. I got mm -hmm. you. Okay. Yeah, no, you're okay. very funny. Thank you. You're very funny. Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. I appreciate you. I'll do better to acknowledge you. No, your hilarity. No, 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 no. It's fine. No, 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 no. You do you. Don't, don't okay. change for me. Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after uh, Bravo officially surrendered to the Union Navy fleet. Wait, no. so the U wait, so the Navy fleet did show up? Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> oh, so he, he surrendered to the Union Navy fleet commander, Christopher Raymond Perry Rogers. A name. That's a series of white boy names. On <laughs> March 11th of 1862, the Confederate forces left the city the previous evening in anticipation of the arrival of the Union fleet under the command of that guy. Because they were like, ah, shit, the Navy's coming. Time to go. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. So under the United States control, the fort was used as a military prison to incarcerate members of Native American tribes. Ah, 
Yeah, so not 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 such a good thing. Um, including the famous war chief. I'm gonna Google this name so I don't fucking butcher it because <laughs> I want to be respectful. As always, and I forgot to do it earlier. Did you just? What? Did you just? Huh? Did you do like a like a huh like a Boston accent? I don't think so. I don't think that's what I did. I mean, it could have been what I did, but I don't think it's what I did. Okay. Osceola. There we go. Okay. Uh, Osceola the second. Uh, he was a famous war chief in the second. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> Seminole War. There you go. The members of uh, Western tribes, including um, a brand of Apache, the Native American art form known as ledger art, had its origin in the fort during the imprisonment imprisonment of members of those plains tribes, such as Howling Wolf of the Southern Cheyenne tribes. So ownership of the Castillo was transferred to, I already said that, the National Park Service in 18, 1933, excuse me, 1933, and has been a popular tourist destination ever since. Wee. Yeah. So you want to know about the hauntings? I do. That's what I'm here for. Cool. So I got three Come. really good stories. I think yes. they're good. So Osceola was a Native American leader and a member of the previous tribe that I named that I don't want to butcher the name a second time. Uh, he was a cunning chief and managed to avoid capture by the military during that war, which took place from 1835 to 1842. And Damn. so he was able to avoid capture until 1837 when he was tricked into custody with a false truce, because of course it was a <gasps> fucking fake bitches. Fuckers. And he was transported to Castillo de San Marcos along with 200 of his men. So the chief had been in poor health before his capture and was suffering from chronic malaria, tonsillitis, Oof. and other kinds of abscesses. Um, once incarcerated, prominent physician Dr. Whedon, what a name, Dr. Whedon, was called to treat um, this gentleman. And the two actually became really good friends. Huh. Big surprise. So Did he live? So not long after, Osceola and... I mean, he he's dead now. Um, so, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> so not long after, Osceola and several other uh, members of his tribe were transferred to Fort Moultrie in South Carolina, where he became somewhat of a celebrity. Townsfolk flocked to the prison to catch a glimpse of this mystical man, and local painters convinced him to let them paint him despite his illness. So while in South Carolina, only three months after his capture, the man died of Kinsey, an infection on the back of the throat. So his tonsillitis oh. just got real bad. Uh, surprisingly, Osceola's move to South Carolina didn't disrupt his friendship with Dr. Wheaton. The doctor continued to visit and treat Osceola during his death and even after, or and even his family grew to love the doctor. The beautiful friendship took a sinister turn when the doctor decided to honor his friend by uh, trigger warning, mutilation of a body, um, severing his head to keep as a memento. What a bastard. Yeah. So before the funeral, when the doctor was alone, quote unquote, preparing the body, he cut off Osceola's head and wrapped it with a scarf. Um, it didn't stop there, though. He also took some of the belongings of the chief to be buried with him. Um, that's, that's not so good. It's not so good. So it turns out uh, this is something that I actually didn't know. Um, Native American body parts, especially the heads, were considered valuable trophies during this yes. time. 
Yes. Um, and people went to great lengths to obtain them, even if that meant desecrating graves. Ah. So that's kind of not cool. What a fucking um, asshole. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't like that too terribly much. Um, so to preserve the head, uh, the doctor placed it in a jar with alcohol before bringing it to St. Augustine and displaying it in his drugstore. So if anything would piss me off, it would be that. Wow. Like, like, like if I was a, a, a spirit, that would, that would get me. Ah. So many believe that um, the, the chief's still around. He's uh, still haunting the grounds um, because, of course, the, the traumas that affected him. Um, and visitors often report seeing unexplained shadows in the fort. Others have witnessed a headless apparition. Ah, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Um, other people obviously notice, like, drops in temperatures, chills, and even hear disembodied voices. Um, the strange, a lot of the strangest sightings have been attributed to the chief, but it could likely be any of the other Native Americans who also died in that prison. So, yeah, it's, just, it's not, not a good, not a good thing. It's bad. That's next. Ugh. Yeah, next story. Uh, they don't get better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry bud so according to legend a local man with an interest in architecture uncovered a hidden secret while exploring the fort uh he was walking when he heard a hollow sound coming from one of the walls which would freak me out if i was just walking and i heard a hollow sound like is somebody knocking i don't like that yeah that's interesting yeah Hmm. Mm. Forgot about this. Uh, after removing a few bricks out of the wall, he exposed a hidden cavity within the fort and lit it with his lantern, as you do, right? Inside, he found the skeletal remains of two individuals chained to the wall. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, he soon, through his study, uh, discovered who they were, the missing lovers Dolores and Manuel. What the fuck? So in 1784, Colonel Garcia Materni and his young wife Dolores arrived in San Augustine to start a new life. The colonel was assigned a handsome and charming assistant named Captain Manuel Abela, who Dolores welcomed with open arms. <laughs> that's, not else, that's not the only thing open she welcomed with. Gross. <laughs> Come on, that way. I thought you set that up on purpose. I didn't, but that was really fucking funny. That was good. Okay, was, good. Was, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so, Colonel Garcia was a cold man, too occupied with the fort and its soldiers to pay attention to his wife, which seems like a poor choice. Uh, neglected and mistreated by her husband, Dolores sought love from another man. Her husband's assistant, Captain Abella. <laughs> So one day, Abella reported for his daily meetings with Colonel Martin, Mar- Marty, Colonel Marty. While shaking Abella's hand, the colonel took a deep breath and narrowed his eyes in recognition. Marty had just smelled his wife's perfume on the captain and immediately knew that they had to be having an affair. So by the next day, both Dolores and Captain Abella were nowhere to be found. They were just gone. So in question about his wife's disappearance, the colonel claimed she had suddenly become ill and was taken to her aunt's home to recover. He also explained that she would be moving back to Spain to be living with her family. When he was questioned about the whereabouts of the captain, the colonel claimed he was sent to Cuba on special assignment. Whoops. Damn. 
Yeah, his his story was a little strange because Dolores didn't seem ill and the captain wouldn't have left without saying goodbye to his soldiers. Right. So despite the doubts, the colonel was never questioned further. It was just sort of accepted that that had to be what happened, as weird as it was. It wasn't interesting. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say, it's interesting that they were buried in the wall and no one heard them. I know, right? Isn't that weird? Creepy, even. So it wasn't until their bodies were discovered that the truth came to light. Uh, the colonel had kidnapped the couple and locked them away, left them to starve within the dark, cold walls of San Marcos. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, uh, this is not a good time. So, um, so people touring the castle, or the Castillo, have reported smelling a sweet, flowery perfume and feeling as if they're being watched. So that's bad. That's kind of gross. That's just, that's just her. Yeah, her just behind the walls, hoping somebody will save her. And they never do. You didn't have to say that part out loud. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, cool. So here's the next one. These are awful. I don't I like know. this. You're super welcome. I'm glad mm-hmm. I could give this to you. Mm-hmm. So local lore has always explored the unidentified ghostly figures said to haunt the fort because there are a lot of them. There are plenty of stories detailing paranormal encounters at the Castillo, but one stems from a personal experience of a staff member. In 2018, the CEO and general manager were visiting St. Augustine on business. Uh, Being avid ghost hunters, they decided to walk over to the fort to take photographs at night. They were taking photos on the top portion of the fort when they saw a shadow figure walking over the drawbridge below. They described the character as being of average height and build and a brisk walker. Believing it was a man, they waited for him to pass so they could continue taking pictures. Because they thought it was just a fucking dude walking across their area while they were taking photos. The person failed to walk into the Castillo. They looked over and realized there, there wasn't anybody there. So they had to have just seen an apparition. So both of them described the figure as the clearest shadow person they had ever seen. Like, so clear that they thought it was a person walking into the place damn so that's gross so a lot of people see that it's not just those folks like a lot of people that visit say that this gentleman will like pace back and forth by the walls and some people have actually like seen him walking outside the fort so like it's not just in the fort that this happens this dude's like all around the grounds and no one can identify who he is correct damn yeah so people think that it's it has to be like the spirit of a dead soldier that's maybe just like walking his like path that like his watch path or whatever. Um, so that, that's cool. That's that could be an option. It could be a um, military yep. commander as they're like thinking things through or whatever. Could be that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that that's cool. That's cool and fun and exciting. So people hear all sorts of stuff here. They see all sorts of things. It's a it's a it's a good time. But not a good time, you know? A fun time to be had by none. Yeah. Zach Bagel Bites went here, and I didn't get to watch the episode before this, but I'm pretty certain that this is the place where he, like, crawls into the little hole where the two skeletons were found, and he's, like, yelling about, like, hey, come and, come and hurt me, you spooky ghost thing, and then, like, something gets chucked at him. I'm pretty no, sure. Doesn't, doesn't the chain rattle? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But this this place is, is pretty spookalicious. He's an a-hole. Yeah. Zachary Bagel Bites and the Bagel Bites mm. boys. <sighs> yeah. And that's it. That's my that's my place. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for two thumbs up. Two thumbs. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Two thumbs. Appreciate it. I had a great time. 
What? Who also has two thumbs and wants to go the fuck to sleep? Me. But oh, after I... Me. Oh, I was about to say, but after I look into the Appalachian Mountains. No. Like, at least get ready for bed. Never. And then get in bed and go Never. down your rabbit hole. Never. I tried. I appreciate your effort. I still have to eat dinner. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're done. I gotta go yeah. to bed. The cat wants to go to bed. We're going to bed. Cool. Bedtime. All right. Uh, if you want to check us out, please be sure to head over to our website, www.hauntherrebarelynover.com. We have the contact page, which is working. We have it tested by our IT team. Thanks, Blake. Blake. The, thanks, Blake's the best. Uh, we also have a merch shop if you want to check out shop.hauntherr. I barely know her.com. I don't know why I was struggling with that. It's cool. We have we have merch. I need to redo it. I really need to redo it. I'll, I will at some point redo it. But man, working 40 hours a week is fucking dumb. All right. So if you want to check us out on social media, hit us up at HHIBKH podcast. I'm on Instagram. It's always on Twitter. Hell yeah. And there we are. Very Beautiful. Great. Glad to be here. Beautiful. Thanks for coming. All right. Let's go to bed. Great. Okay. You good? Yes. Am I good? I think so. Are we good? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, until next time. Hot her. I barely know her. Or the fact that the fucking Appalachian Mountains are older than trees. <laughs> <laughs>